Hey everyone, welcome to Daddy Duty 365. I am Shannon Lanier and today I have in the studio with me the one, the only, Titus, also known on social media as Titus Unlimited. And he has like hundreds and thousands of followers. <laughs> People know you on social media, Titus, as being the guru to go to for health and fitness. Is that right? Tell us about your that, page. That is that is right. People come to me for, you know, workout advice, fitness advice, and, and just general personal development advice. So yeah. yeah and if you see his pictures, uh, he's like ripped up like crazy. How old are you? Because we see the gray in your beard. How old are you? Uh, I'm, I'm slightly north of 25. North of 25. <laughs> slightly. I love that. All right. Well, the gray in the beard may give it away a little bit, but regardless of how you look on the outside, the body is ripped under all the shirt and stuff. And I think that's an important lesson as a dad that you don't have to have that dad bod, right? Well, I mean, that once again, that stereotype, what exactly is a dad bod? When people say it's a little out of shape, a little comfortable with which you are, a little beer gut maybe, a little somewhere to rest your drinks. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what that's what it's become. But yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be that, and we can change that narrative anytime we want. I like that, and you're bringing this new narrative that you can have an awesome dad bod, be fit in shape and healthy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, as a dad, tell us about your kids. How many kids you got? How old I have are they? two. I have two uh, two daughters, twenty four and fourteen. Ooh, daughters. Some some people say daughters are a lot harder to raise than boys. I guess you don't have a barometer for that. I, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know the other two. side of it. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I tell you, but we'll mine are not hard at all. Oh, that's a good thing. They're not hard. Okay, and you say they are 24? 24 and 14. And four, that's a big gap there. Was uh, What happened there? Was it a surprise, baby? Or No, 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 it wasn't a surprise at all. No, okay, no, oh, that's no. good. Okay, well, that's pretty awesome that, you know, we can see this other side of you and talk about it today because a lot of people don't even know you as a father. They just know you as a health and fitness expert. Right. So I want to ask you, what do you think is the best part about being a dad? I think the best part about being a dad, being a parent in general, is that you have the opportunity to impart knowledge on Mm. a younger person, to help guide a younger person. Mm. Um, I think uh, one of the biggest mistakes sometimes we see with parenting is that people always try to give their children everything they never had, as opposed (sighs) to teaching them Mm. everything they weren't taught, Mm -hmm. you know, guiding them around the obstacles. And I think there's sometimes, do you think that there's guilt associated with that or just the the need to not want to have their kids want stuff like oh i never had you know a car when i grew up i had to work hard for it i got my first car at 21 so when my kid turns 16 i'm gonna give them a car or toys every day every christmas we're gonna pile the whole house up what do you think is behind the need to do that it is is it's not guilt it's love Mm, okay you know as a parent you have it if you have it to give or you can work for it some people think that loving that kids that kid means giving them mm. those things but those are the very very same people who were shaped by their struggles shaped mm. by the hard work because of their struggles and their hard work is why they are who they are today to be able to afford those things mm-hmm. and now you're actually cheating that child out of that opportunity to appreciate hard work mm. so teach them things that, as opposed to give them things yeah and, that, and I think that's an important lesson because I grew up working for everything I had I bought my own first car my parents didn't have a lot of money to give me things right. and so now instead of giving my children everything I'm one of those people under the notion that okay you've got to work for it too because I worked for it and I appreciated what I had that car you know those toys I appreciated it much more because I worked hard for it myself it's like yeah. you know you give a kid a car and may tear it up but if they had to pay for that car themselves they're going to take a little bit more care of that I think right I mean we, we we unfortunately our kids will probably not have the same burdens that we had because mm-hmm. we have 
you know, elevated ourselves and done certain things, but mm. they can still learn the value of work and learn appreciation of things and how to take care of things and that things don't just magically appear. Now, how did your kids feel about this concept of yours? <laughs> They're like, we got to work for it? <laughs> um, the thing is, I've, I've actually uh, gotten my kids to understand that, that nothing really comes free, mm. you know, and nothing nothing is just handed. So mm. my kids don't really want a whole lot of stuff. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Sometimes I gotta. I have to ask my fourteen-year-old like several times, like, "What do you want for your birthday?" Well, can they come talk to my kids because <laughs> I have eight, six, and three-year-olds, and they have Christmas lists ready already. I'm like, really? Well, by the time by the time <laughs> um, my my kids got to about six, seven years uh-huh. old, every year the Christmas lists were shrinking. Okay, yeah. that's good. Well, one of the things I try to do with my kids is I try to say, okay, if you want these things on your list, you first have to give away half of the same amount of toys that you want. So if you want 10 toys, you've got to give away five of the toys you already have to someone who could be deserving or need something that may not have a Christmas. Right. That's a good That's a good way of approaching it. There you go. It doesn't always work. They're not always happy about it, but at least <laughs> we do it, and they appreciate it after the fact. Okay, so we talked about you being a dad. We talked about what you love about being a dad. But now to the topic of the day. I love my kids, but, but what for you? I think the but would just be, we kind of covered it a little bit, what mm-hmm. their, their lack of understanding of process mm-hmm. and, um, and, 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 and discipline and, you know, preparing and, and, and practice and putting mm-hmm. time into things. You know, like talking to my 14-year-old who plays sports, mm-hmm. getting her to understand that, in order for you to get better, in order for you to even be a good teammate, you have to put time in outside of oh, practice. That doesn't make sense. They just want to jump to being Michael Jordan. And, well, <laughs> that's exactly how that works. <laughs> yeah. they, they turned on the TV and he was there. So that's right. must, that must be how it's done. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm teaching my oldest daughter, Madison, now about doing drills. Like, we got to dribble up and down the court. We got to practice on our shot. She just wants to go straight to the game. No, let's just play a game. Let's just jump right in and, and win. I'm like, no, you got to work on it. Yeah. And you're saying one of the things you don't like is their kids don't have that discipline or that routine. I think it's a generational thing. Maybe it's not. But I think a lot of times the younger generation it feels almost entitled to have things and they just want things that immediacy of everything you know everything's at their fingertips on their phones so why can't everything else in life well that entitlement is 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 either um discouraged or fostered by us mm, mm, you know mm-hmm. i mean as much as we want to blame the outside world you as a parent have the ability to say no that's not how it works mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to do you have that you have that ability for a certain period of time mm-hmm. the problem is love, what period of time would you say is the easiest to impart that as early as possible mm-hmm. the problem is love kicks in mm. and then you want to just make everything easier for them yeah. and the possibilities unlimited yeah and that could have negative impact, you're saying, it on does them have in the impact. future. Of course mm-hmm. it does, because the world's not going to hand you anything. Mm. So what are some of the procedures you put in place to teaching those your children? Because you now have a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old, so you've already had a track record of what works and what doesn't work with your 24-year-old. So what are the things that did work and didn't work? Um, well, some of the things that did work was, you know, you have to be stern. You have to stick mm-hmm. to your word. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you promise something, you deliver it, negative mm. or positive. 
Mm. Okay, if there are consequences to certain things, you have to stick to those consequences mm. because that's how life is. Yeah. Sometimes you know? I think it's harder to stick to the punishment promise than it is to stick to the I'm going to get you this promise because it's like, dang, I wanted to go to the zoo too. Now you messing up my day. But it's like, well, you're on punishment. You have consequences, right? Well, I don't know if I ever want to go to the zoo in Houston. It's too hot for that. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but no, um, it, it, it is just as important. Mm-hmm. It's equally as important. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember um, one time I had told my now 24-year-old, she must have been like six or something, mm-hmm. that um, when I got back, I was going to bring her something. Mm-hmm. And I remember pulling up in the driveway, and I didn't have it. Oh, how could you, Titus? And I backed out of the driveway and went to get it. It was just wow. a simple thing as a bag of Skittles. Wow. I mean, that's deep for, you know, kids that are out there and they just, you know, look at you as the savior, the one who's going to, you know, deliver every single time on your promises. How did it make you feel that you didn't have it? Well, I, I realized how important it was to have mm-hmm. it. And then the contrast is one time I told the very, my very same daughter that, okay, no snacks, no mm-hmm. sugar, no candy, nothing like that until Friday. Mm-hmm. Anytime you ask for any you're going to increase your time to wait by two days. Dang! You know? And so that's you know, hardcore, man. That's well, like torture. <laughs> she, had, she had had enough for the for the, for the week. Uh huh. And so she went out with friends to a movie, and they mm. offered her popcorn, and she refused to take the popcorn. Wow. And one of the mothers called me uh-huh. to say, "Hey, she's like." adamant that she doesn't want popcorn because if she has popcorn it's going to add two days to what she has to wait for you know and you know but she remembered that wow this is good information i hope you guys are paying attention we're with titus unlimited you can follow him on social media you know him as a health and fitness guru but he's also here talking about being a father of his two girls and we're talking about i love my kids but they need discipline they need routine and that's one of the things that I think is important about raising kids. So what are other examples or, you know, you can give us to how your kids don't have routine or didn't have routine and discipline in some situation in life? Well, like, I, like right now, how kids just sleep all day. Oh, my gosh. They want to wake up at 12 o'clock, start playing video games. It's like, what? That was, that was not allowed in my, mother, in my mother's house. <laughs> oh, no. Mama don't play. You better get outside, boy. When the sun came up, you uh-huh. were up. Yes. Yes. And she didn't, even as you got older, she mm-hmm. didn't care how long you stayed out. Mm. She, as her, In her famous words, that's not my problem. I wasn't with you. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you can stay out long, but you had to get up out the house. You can't just sit you, you, there all day. You can stay out as long as you want. But at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. or whenever that sun comes mm-hmm. up, you're up. You know, I think it, it was different when we were younger also because, you know, it was in some aspects safer you can go out on straight on the street and play all day and the neighbors watched out for you and you know everybody was there to have you know that whole village it takes a village yeah, to raise a kid a and now it's like if my kids are outside i'm with them they're not going outside even in the front yard to play by themselves and we live in a very safe neighborhood but we're not taking any chances so i think that in turn causes parents to say okay you can stay inside more because they don't want to be outside watch them the entire time so how do you strike a balance as a parent with allowing them to have some of that outdoor time with not too much indoor video game screen time well you have to pick you have to pick times you have to mm-hmm. schedule the you have to schedule the TV you have to schedule the uh, the internet access mm-hmm. um, and if you can't schedule the TV some of the things I do with my 14 year old I give her things like documentaries to watch really yeah. and she'll watch them you got to you got to mm. explain to me 
Oh, okay. A little homework, huh? There you go. A little homework. So the TV, as much as we try to mm-hmm. blame the TV for things, the TV can also be a great tool if mm-hmm. you use it properly. Okay, so you make it sound so easy. Like, oh, yeah, I just tell them to do this. You know, some kids don't listen as easily, especially the younger they are, when they're 8, 6, 4. What advice do you have for parents about putting some of this discipline and teaching them about these routines at younger ages? You know, I, I don't know about that. I think when they're younger is when they do listen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. When they're younger is when you have the most influence. That's when you're Superman. That's when you know everything and you're the smartest person. And they don't have a choice. And they don't have a choice. <laughs> right. you know? And so when you're sitting there, mm-hmm. you, you know, you watch a documentary mm-hmm. with them. You know, you have an intelligent conversation about the documentary. You ask mm-hmm. some questions. You know, mm-hmm. you tell them a story around it. Then they become interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is just them starting to impart it on your own, on their own. How did it work out with your twenty-four-year-old? Was there an age where you all of a sudden said, "Okay, she gets it. She's responsible. She's picked up on this routine." Well, at, at a certain point in time, you know, you know, as a teenager, you mm-hmm. become smarter than everybody else. Oh yeah, and you know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. yeah. One time I had to ask her, "When did that become so dumb?" Oh. <laughs> And what did she say? Uh, That's a scary gave, question. Gave, gave me that look, like, because, uh, uh, yeah, because, you know, they, sometimes they, they, they start to come into their own and mm-hmm. they start to develop a mind of their own. However, the foundations mm-hmm. of the things you did during the, those early years, mm-hmm. they're there. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they may stray away from it, but they're still there and they will remember it. And she strayed away and she came back to it. So what about things like uh, charts and point systems and, you know, my wife has this chore board and things like that that are more structured in order for them to, you know, be more disciplined, be on a routine more often, wake up at a certain time, do these chores and tasks? Well, I mean, to each his own. I don't. Mm-hmm. I never use charts or anything like mm-hmm. that, you know. But if there are things that had to be done, um, room has got to be clean. You know, when mm-hmm. you get up, make your bed up. When you eat, wash the plate. You know, mm-hmm. those things like that. Those things are standards that you set. Mm-hmm. You know, um, waking up by a certain time, even though that one's not really adhered to. Mm-hmm. Um, but waking up by a certain time, you know, um, and doing certain things. You know, whatever your standard is, whatever your rule is, whether mm-hmm. you put it on a chart or you just say it, you have to stick to it. You make a good point about making your bed. I heard this commencement speech once where this um, army or military general was talking about making your bed. Start every day with making your bed because at that point, that early in the morning, you've already accomplished one thing. So you've already set your day up for achievement, for success, because you've already completed one thing. Even though it was a small task, you've completed something and did it successfully already so the rest of the day could just be straight up success i talk about that in my 28 day plan i tell people Mm -hmm. wake up 90 minutes early every day and -hmm. when you wake up 90 minutes have about three to five tasks that you perform every day so pretty much you start every day winning but 90 minutes so that means i'm gonna get three hours of sleep instead of (laughs) well if you actually look at most people Uh, most people stay stay up too late doing a whole bunch of nothing mm. so that means if you're going to wake up 90 minutes early you know you have to do that you go to bed 90 minutes early i mean wake up 90 minutes early you go to bed 90 minutes earlier have you always been this disciplined because some some parents aren't disciplined themselves how do they teach their kids to be disciplined well my mother was on a different level. Oh, so, yeah. okay, that's what so, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh-huh. yeah, so I've always had a, a certain level of discipline. Uh-huh. And um, right now, as an adult, even if I try, mm-hmm. I cannot sleep past the sun coming up. Wow. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. The only time I can do that is unless I'm in a room with, like, blackout shades. Uh-huh, you, you know? don't know. You wake and up I with the sun. I lose all track of time. 
Well, for those parents that are not like Titus <laughs> out there, you know, that's when these charts, these schedules come into play. I know I keep on my phone the schedule of the day so I can keep track of what I'm doing and not wasting time. And then I have another list on my phone of things to do in case I'm like, okay, a meeting was canceled. I have an extra hour. What is on my list of things to do that are most important so I can be productive with my time? Because I think, you know, what is it? The Idle Minds is the, the, the devil's, devil's workshop. workshop. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the main thing with most people is not that you don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Is that you're not prioritizing the things on your schedule. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we all have the same 24 hours. Mm. Okay. But the question is, what is your priority? Why is that number one on your list? Mm -hmm. What is number one on your list? Okay. What is number one on your list? Health. Health. Yeah. And number two? Survival, mm. you know, work and stuff like that. But health, then relationships, then, mm -hmm. you know, everything else follows. So what advice, because we're almost out of time here, what advice do you have for parents that want to avoid the quote-unquote dad bod? You know, what advice can we do since health is number one on your list to make sure we schedule time? Because we can't be here for our kids. We won't be here for our kids if we're not healthy enough to live long enough exactly. to be with them. So what advice do you have for dads out there who want to be a healthier lifestyle? The best advice I have for anyone is you must make your health a priority. Mm -hmm. It's not an afterthought. It's not... I'll do it if I have time. Mm -hmm. It comes before work. Mm -hmm. It comes before your relationship. It even comes before your children. It comes mm -hmm. before your religion. Because none of those things can you do. None of those things can you serve. You can't be of use to anyone mm -hmm. if you are bedridden. So what do you do to start? Well, I mean, what the basics? Get up 90 minutes early. Oh, gosh. And to do what? Do walking around? Or? You can get up 90 minutes early. You can prepare your food. You can, oh. do, you can exercise. You can stretch. Mm -hmm. you, can, um, you can, you know, meal prep. Mm -hmm. All these things. You can get this done 90 minutes every single day. 90 minutes every uh -huh. day. You multiply that out for seven days. That's 600 and, 630 minutes. Wow. But it's a, a lot, lot of, of time. Yeah, it's it's a, lot a lot of time. Lot of time. And okay. that meal prep is important for parents because a lot of times they're just eating whatever their the kids are eating, the junk food, just whatever's quick and fast. So you say that in that 90 minutes you wake up early, prep your food for the day. Yeah, because um, actually you do your meal prep another day on a, on like a weekend, which mm -hmm. will Sundays take you about is my an day. hour or something like mm -hmm. that. But all these things, when you do these things, kids don't really listen to what you say. They watch what they you watch do. They watch what you do. That's what that's what in, that's what reinforces the things you say. Mm -hmm. So that right. whole "don't do what I do, do what I say" that's out the that window. <laughs> it does not at it all. It never has worked uh -huh. because the thing is that, like, take for instance, if you're telling your kids you got to be up early and do such and such, but uh -huh. you're sleeping. Yeah. You know. That's so true. You know, or you got to eat this, but that mm -hmm. you know, but I'm eating this. So when trying to keep, teach your kids about discipline, about a you routine, lead by example, people. It's so important to try to lead by example. And before we go, I have to ask you, uh, what do you love most about your kids and what's one piece of advice you would want to leave your kids with? What I love most about my kids is that they, the, the amount of hope that they have. Mm, yes. You know, that's the one of the beautiful things about being a child mm -hmm. is you have imagination and you have hope. Mm -hmm, yeah. You have belief. And that's something I would tell to adults as well. Mm -hmm. Never lose that part of yourself mm -hmm. because that's when the moment you stop dreaming, the moment you stop hoping, the moment you stop having belief in things, you're basically dead. Wow. And that's why I say some people die at 25 and they're not buried until 70. If you're just walking around repeating every single day with no hopes, no dreams, no aspirations, right? Mm. 
you're just passing time yeah. until they dig the hole, you know? And mm. so that's what I love about children because they have what they say, the audacity of hope. Mm. They actually believe and they haven't let life beat them down yet or life hasn't beaten them down yet to beat all the hope mm-hmm. and the dreams out of them. Yeah. Sounds like a good place to leave on advice for the kids too. Yeah. Never lose that hope, right? Never lose that hope. Always believe. Mm. But in that belief, understand it's going to take discipline and work to attain it. That's right. Discipline, routine, and work. Thank you so much. Titus Unlimited. Make sure you follow him at Titus Unlimited on social media. Make sure you follow me at Mr. Shannon Lanier, of course, at Daddy Duty 365 as well. And make sure you subscribe to this channel so you can get more podcasts from Amazing Dads. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody, before you go, we just want to say thanks again for watching this episode of Daddy Duty 365. But we also need your help to get the word out about this new podcast. So please subscribe, follow, share and set up alerts to be notified of new episodes when they drop every single Wednesday. And remember that this podcast is brought to you in part by Comcast. Thanks, Comcast.